The best and brightest physicians choose to work at Boston Medical Center. And now it's time to hear what they're saying. This is Boston Med Talks. Here's Melanie Cole. A while back, we talked about the Healing Pups program at Boston Medical Center, and today we're here to give you an update. My guests are Cheryl Katzanik. She's the Director of Patient Advocacy, and Mike Hurley. He's a clinical engineer, and together they're the co-founders of the Healing Pups program at Boston Medical Center. I'm so glad to have you both on with us again. I have never forgotten this program in all the time that we've talked about it. I've never forgotten the name. I've never forgotten the program. But Mike, why don't you refresh for the minds of listeners about the Healing Pups program and how and why it was established? So the program started in late 2012. It started with a few dogs and nothing really came of it. And I read an email that the hospital was looking for dogs to um, uh, that were therapy dogs to join the program. And I had a very lovely dog who was not a therapy dog, but I decided to enroll him in classes right away. And I reached out to Cheryl and said that uh, my boxer and I would love to be in the program. And he became a therapy dog and he started work just before the marathon bombing. And then he worked continuing with with the Boston Marathon bombing uh, patients and their families. And I think that's really what kicked the program off. The hospital was in need of comfort. And the best way we could do comfort was bringing a four-legged friend into the hospital for everybody. So then, Cheryl, give us an update. What's changed with Healing Pups? Tell us how it's going. Well, it's going incredibly well. Uh, What's changed is really how much the program has grown. As Mike said, we started with two or three dogs. Um, We now have 17 active dogs. We were up to 20 pups at one point, but one retired and uh, two have moved away. And so it has just been a labor of love. We now have dogs on the waiting list. And I think what makes our program so special is that of the 17 pups we have, 15 of them, their handlers are BMC employees. And so obviously Mike and I, we have several physicians. We have a nurse practitioner. We have people from all over the hospital that get to share the love of their pup with other staff patients and visitors. Mike, as I understand it, and we've talked about Dexter, your beloved pup in the past, but now you have a new one. Tell us about Mason. Yeah, so after Dexter passed, I did take a a little time off from the program. I was still active with the program and helping behind the scenes, but but not having a a therapy dog, not having a dog kind of prevents you from bringing your therapy dog to work, of course. But I work with a rescue and they sent me Uh, a photo and a little bio of a dog coming up from Arkansas. And when I looked at the photo, I thought, how did they get a picture of Dexter sitting in the back of a car when he was a pup? And then I read on, I was like, it's not Dexter. It's a new dog that they want to uh, send up and they know I'm a boxer lover. So I decided, okay, we'll we'll take him. And he he came up from Arkansas and he was just a love. He was a year and a half and I thought, oh, he's going, to be, he's going to be a therapy dog. So I immediately enrolled him in therapy dog classes, and he was certified and is an active member. Cheryl, tell us a little bit about what these pups, for listeners that don't really know, what do they actually do for the patients? And you can even include how they're helping at Boston Healthcare for the Homeless. The vast majority of the visits are really about comfort. The dog will walk into the room, and really the handler just makes the introduction, and the dog gets to do the rest. 
And so seeing a furry friend is often a nice diversion from a hospital stay. The dog doesn't poke or prod. The dog is just there to kind of help ease the burden or the pressure or the sadness of being hospitalized and battling illness. Um, there are occasions where we will receive requests from either occupational therapy or physical therapy to actually be part of a therapy session with a patient. If a patient, for instance, who might have recently had surgery um, needs to get out of bed but is not feeling up to it, uh, we'll go in and ask them, uh, would you be willing to take a dog for a walk around the unit? And I'll tell you, nobody has ever said no to it. Or even just uh, petting a dog or opening and closing one's hand if it has a dog treat in it, is part of occupational therapy, often for patients who have had strokes. So the variety of ways in which these pups are used is kind of endless. And you mentioned we do also, once a week, five of the pups go over to our colleagues across the street at Healthcare for the Homeless um, to visit patients who are at Barbara McGinnis House, which is a respite for homeless individuals. And it's just been wonderful. You know, the dogs, don't judge, um, they don't care um, what circumstances in life might have led patients to this point. And probably the most special thing is the dogs are an entree into people's stories. All you have to do is sit down next to somebody and say, did you ever have a dog growing up? And then they tell you their life story, and it's really been a privilege and a pleasure. Mike, tell us a little bit. For people that may be a little bit afraid of dogs and think, oh, well, I don't know that I'd want a dog to come into my room, what goes into the training? As you've done this numerous times now, what goes into the training to make it so that these dogs go in? Is it natural in them? Is it innate? Or is there very specialized training to keep it so that there is no aggression, so that even if the person is afraid or if it's a child, that the dogs right away can ease those fears? Before a dog can become a therapy dog, they really have to have the right temperament. And I've had several dogs between Dexter and Mason, and I knew that they were not therapy dog material. They're either shy or uh, jumpers. When you see a dog and you see how relaxed they can be around complete strangers and allow to, to be pet anywhere, in any situation, you can realize, okay, that this, this dog is good for the program. But you can't then just say, okay, I'm, I'm ready. They have to have extreme obedience training. And, and by that, it's, it's being able to sit down, stay, leave it on command. And then they have to be certified. So uh, I know that my two, Dexter and Mason, were certified through a third party called Dog Bones. Uh, and they just, their only job, they don't train, they only certify the dogs and the handler as a, as a pair to make sure that no one is going to get hurt, that the dog's not going to jump and knock somebody over or nip or eat something off the floor that they shouldn't be eating. So it's a rigorous three-week, I, I don't want to say training, more of a seminar. And at the end, if your dog passes, you, you get the vest that you are a certified therapy dog. One of the uses for the dog, and in fact it's happening now, is we had a child psychiatrist reach out to us. Um, she is a patient who is horrifically afraid of dogs. And so we are going up there. We started with uh, Nellie, who is a three-pound teacup chihuahua, uh, to meet the patient. And she's asked for another dog to come for another visit. 
to try to do some exposure therapy to help alleviate the fear um, that people experience. And fears of dogs are real. We, we all recognize, all of the handlers recognize that all it takes is one bad experience and somebody can be very, very frightened. And we're all very sensitive to that. Well, that's certainly true, as I've known plenty of people that are afraid of dogs in my life, and and I was raised with collies, full-grown male collies, so they were around me all the time. So, Mike, first last word to you as we wrap up this update on healing pups. What would you like the listeners to know about your healing pups, about what they can do for patients and their families, and really how special they are? to the BMC community. For people that are hearing this, I would love for them to know that that we are available for patients, families, and staff. I think a lot of people, when they come into a hospital, they don't realize that there is a program. And it's not just Boston Medical Center. Other hospitals around have equivalent programs. It's not well known. I would love for people to know that when you come to Boston Medical Center, if you are a dog lover like I am, please ask your caregiver, is other dogs available? And they'll reach out to, to the Healing Pups program and, and we will do our best to show up. We have a dog usually seven days a week. And Cheryl, last up to you here. What would you like, as the Director of Patient Advocacy, what would you like the community at large and even other hospitals that are thinking of implementing programs like this about the benefits that you've seen, the outcomes with patients, the joy that these Healing Pups have brought? You're right. I think the word you use is joy. And I think all of the handlers could tell you stories of how profound some of the interactions have been. And I would just say it's all in the name. We originally named the program Healing Pups. We thought it was a nice name. However, I think all of us who have observed these dogs in action have really come to recognize that they do offer healing on a very different level than what is considered traditional Western medicine. And um, even people who are very cynical at first about having dogs in the hospital have become uh, true believers that having them here is just very, very special. And I feel very privileged to be able to be a small part of that. Well, I applaud both of you. What great work you're doing, both for these pups that get to really help people and for the people that they're helping and bringing joy to. What a wonderful program. Thank you so much for joining us and updating us on what's going on with the Healing Pups. That wraps up this episode of Boston Med Talks with Boston Medical Center. You can head on over to our website to learn more about the Healing Pups program at bmc.org. And if you found this podcast as cool as I did, please share. Share with members of the community. Share with your friends and family on social media because that's how we all learn about programs like this together and someone you might know might benefit from this Healing Pups program. And be sure not to miss all the other interesting podcasts in the Boston Medical Center Library. Until next time, I'm Melanie Cole.